Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal, you are in the paranomaly. Zone, your weekly dose of all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the continuously abstaining Mike Carbno. I didn't say you were a stain. I said you were abstaining. <laughs> I'm just a stain on the bedsheet of life. Oh, man. <laughs> And we're off to a great start here. On the, yes, <laughs> on the abstaining. Paranormal. You mean as as in like uh, abstinence and as far as yes. non-partaking. Yes. yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, because, and I will, I don't blame you because our original plans for this week were another dive into true crime. Um, yes. But for various reasons, we decided to hold that off until next week. And uh, right. we want to make sure that's a really awesome episode. And uh, yep. usually Mike... Um, to kind of soothe his soul during those uh, <laughs> demented and and sometimes yeah. disgusting and disturbing deep dives into true crime, uh, oh, both of us partake in a, in a beer or two to uh, yeah. help us I get will have through. Beer then. And so Mike was going to perhaps have a, a an alcoholic beverage, but now he is abstaining like a good boy. So it's all yes. it's all wonderful. So it's all good. Yes, I'm having diet coke, and then I have a unopened bottle of. Nice, cold, crisp, clear food club spring water. Wow, that's really specific. <laughs> Man, okay. Well, I'm happy for you. I am happy yes. for you, Mike. It's good to see you again, my friend. It seems like absolutely. It's been, seems like it's been forever. Because it has. It feels like it. Well, while we were going to be uh, the other evening, but yeah, I had some bad days and some bad boy. I know, man. It was things went rough, and it was, or things were rough, I should say. And and uh, oh, there you are, Mike. Mike froze up there for a second, but that's okay. yeah. So did you? But yeah, it was it was tough, and then uh, I rough. got very very frustrated, and I I texted you saying, "Nope, can't can do, I it. do it." Yeah, uh, can I do it? As as the uh, <laughs> as the late President George Herbert Walker Bush would say, "Not gonna do not gonna do so, uh, but yes, I went in and had a meeting with my supervisor and HR and um, talked about certain things, talked about my ability to do my job. So HR took me off the patient rotation, he said, uh, which means I am off the schedule until further notice again. Uh, man, I got to get some paperwork done by my doctor and uh, and go from there. Well, Mike, a positive spin 
that just jumped into my mind. Maybe this opens up even more time for another paranormal investigation. So absolutely, I did. Uh, I did the Tweety on the Twitter today. Oh, that's the, twi- the tweet on the Twitter. Wow, Twitter something like that. That's, that sounds like it should be looked at by a something. professional. Yeah, I had no intention to say it that way, but I, anyway, um, tweeting yeah. on the Twitter. That's a pri- yeah. private problem for uh, off air. So there's a. Uh, Wonderful picture of Patrick there, lost in some, <laughs> I don't know, nipple high weeds. At least nipple high. At least nipple <laughs> At high. At least, boy, that was like what, like a half a mile of walking through tick infested greenery. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Shrubbery. As we mentioned, as we mentioned this briefly before, but yeah, yeah. that was quite the quite the trek, and, and it was, was warm as hell out, and uh, yeah. And Mike was using his cane. And yeah, so, that, did, that kept getting caught up. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe all the ticks were attracted to your cane or something. I don't know. I got about nine ticks. I, I got like two on the way home. I noticed they're crawling yep. back my neck, and I threw them out the window. And then when I got home, <laughs> I was finding ticks in places that uh, you didn't know you had. You don't usually you didn't usually like to find ticks no. in. So <laughs> yeah, I hate wood ticks in the worst way. And I was oh lucky enough. God. I was lucky enough not to get one. So yes, well, lucky you. Very, very happy. So <laughs> I could have shared with you a little bit. So just like the, <laughs> just like the rest of the biological life on Earth, I am a repellent of some sort. Yes, so. <laughs> you are a repellent of many things. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I put that picture on there saying that we do need to plan some other road trip soon that we can get out and. Well, if my brother, if my brother Joe, Mr. Yes. Show, is uh, listening right now, which I'm sure he isn't, um, we need to get back up to the Babbitt School, man, and do a proper investigation yeah. up there because that place is loaded with activity. So, yes, uh, that you're to- not sure is real or not yet. <laughs> hey, well, whatever. We'll, <laughs> let's, we'll talk about that another day. So, yeah, that's another well, whole other uh, ball you know, Mike, I would, there. I would say in the paranormal world, all things paranormal, uh, considering all things paranormal here. Uh, the big, the big four, obviously ghosts, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, yes, aliens, yes, and the Loch Ness monster, yes, um, or cryptids in general. Well, I, I let, well, let's just go specifically with Loch Ness here because absolutely, we, you know, we, are, we already said Bigfoot, and he's he's a he's a cryptid or she. Oh, that is true. That or, is true. Yeah, you know, I wonder how Bigfoot identifies. Do you think a Bigfoot identifies as a he or a she or a, or an it? <sighs> Or Probably to, identifies as a lampshade. A lampshade for the and day? And likes to be called as such. Okay, all right. Well, this is all, to all the lampshades out there. Um, <laughs> no, no, and no, I'm also, not making fun of anybody either because I'm <laughs> saying that no, I'm referring to anybody can refer to whatever they Well, there are very sensitive. They feel that they, exactly. There are very sensitive lampshades out there, and we, don't, do, mm-hmm. we do not have any intention of offending anybody. So Absolutely. But getting back to the subject at hand, uh, Years ago, Mike, we did a deep dive. No pun intended. We didn't literally go to the go to Loch Ness. You remember, as that one that one uh, critic pointed out to us on on the twat a few weeks ago, you know about how we had no right to talk about these things because we haven't been right. to the locales ourselves. And so, to be uh, a Pedro. Oh, that's right. That's what his name was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So no, Pedro. We did not go out there. If that's no. your real name, uh, we we don't know if that's your name or not. Uh, we did. Yeah. We did. We have not gone to Scotland. We have not swam in the loch. I would wish. I we, wish to. Um, we have not uh, rented giant boats and sonar and all sorts of underwater photography equipment. We have not done that. But we are still going to talk about the Loch Ness monster. Yes, so, we are. Uh, we just. I want. And it's not about there. things that we know as fact. Oh, it's things no. that we talk about as 
possible fact. Absolutely, man. You absolutely. know, we talk about things that we absolutely believe in that might not even be fact. <laughs> Very well you said. Know? <laughs> Seriously. You know, we don't have the answers. We just have the questions and sometimes pseudo answers. I don't know. Well, I want to, I, again, I'm going to start, I'm going to say dive in quite a bit. And yes. I, it's going to bother me because we're talking about a, yeah, a, a large body of water and, and that supposed yep. resident. But um, we will dive into that shortly. But I wanted to say something real quick about a an alleged uh, experience that my daughter's, uh, well, experienced <laughs> last week or earlier this week. It might have been earlier this week, actually. And it, it was quite interesting because... Uh, um, my daughter Macy just turned 15 for God's sakes yesterday her birthday mm, is yesterday amazing um, I remember when she was about the size I of know. a, a eraser head I, <laughs> I know man a very large eraser head but yeah eraser yeah. head none, none <laughs> eraser on the pencil Um, and Jaden is going to be 14 shortly and uh, well long story short I just went downstairs before we started recording here because I wanted them to to refresh my memory as to what they experienced Long story short, Jaden was in her bedroom. Macy was in the downstairs bathroom. I believe she was taking a shower at the time. And Jaden was doing her thing when she heard, what she thought she heard was Macy outside of her door talking to her, but she couldn't understand what she was saying. Oh, wow. And she heard it so clearly and so it was so loud and obvious to her that she got up and Unlocked her door. She always has her door locked, by the way, um, mm. which is fine. I understand that they they want privacy, but for safety reasons for parents, it's like, God damn it, don't lock your door. Well, um, you can take your 140-pound body and mash up against a door and oh, open it up. Hey, 145, <laughs> buddy, 145. Get it all in there. Gosh, and there's every ounce of power behind all of that stuff, too. So, um, Well, yeah, your adrenaline would uh, oh, kick God, in. Oh, of course it would. Of course it would. So, but anyway. Um, anyway, so she gets up and she unlocks her door, opens it up only to see that no one is there mm. and at this point macy was in her bedroom and, and Jaden went and knocked on her door and opened up and asked her said well did you just talk to me and did you were you at my door and macy's like no she just got out of the shower and went immediately to her room and uh so that was interesting and then the next day macy was in her room and she heard knocks on her door and what she thought was her door handle opening but her door is locked as well and then she says that Jaden always does that because she'll knock and then she'll try to open my door and just come on in then Macy responds and she's like yeah then nothing happens yeah nothing she gets up opens the door no one's there Jaden's not even downstairs Jaden's been really? upstairs talking with Bridget for the t for however long and nobody else was downstairs nobody else was downstairs um and she ran upstairs Mm -hmm. I don't know if she ran, but you know she well, hurried upstairs yeah. and she saw that Jane was Jane was up there talking to Bridget and she's like, "What? Did you just like try? Did you knock on my door and shake my door handle?" And Jane's like, "No, I've been up here for a long time." So that's really interesting. And, and just talking to them just a couple minutes ago, Mike, you, I can still see it in their faces. Right. You know, their, their eyes get wide and then they're kind of excited because they're like, "Yeah, this was really weird," you know. And I believe them one hundred percent. Who knows what it was? But hmm, makes you wonder. Well. Well, when you think about it, I mean, what, two days in a row, right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens to both of them. Yes. And I'm sure they couldn't make out any words or anything. No. Or it's just, and they probably couldn't even tell if it was a male or a female voice. Nope. All or that, it's just all like, 
all that Jaden says that she thought it was Macy and she thought it clearly sounded like words to her. Like someone was speaking, mm -hmm. like someone was speaking to right. her through her door. And, you know, she didn't, she couldn't decipher any words or anything. Well, and that's common with uh, paranormal things like that, where you, you, I've had that happen to me more than a few times where you, you can hear the voice, whether it's whispering or whatever, you know, it's somebody talking, you know, there's words being said, but you cannot make out. And you, you read that a lot in a lot of different, uh, um, things, paranormal events like that. Yeah. Yeah. People. So that's their, something to think about their personal encounters. When they describe it, they mention that quite a bit. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I don't know. That's interesting, you, you, man. I think you need to do, uh, like you always have told me, do some, you yeah. know, start putting some stuff up. Absolutely. See what you can catch. I Absolutely. mean, especially when you've, you've had this two days in a row. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it could be common enough to where you can actually pick something up uh, if you just give it a couple of shots. And, you know, and, the, and there's been so many weird experiences that, yeah. that, I mean, even I have had here in the house, you know, yep. and I mean, this goes back, this goes back over a decade when, um, mm -hmm. well, as long time listeners know, uh, I, um, I have, I have, I've had failed relationships. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and the, <laughs> we all have the fail, the failed relationship at that time had, uh, three children and one of them was a three-year-old boy who was, his bedroom was downstairs and Mike's shaking your, you're shaking your head like, mm -hmm. yeah, I remember this. And he, I do very he well. always swore that there is someone down there that he always used to talk to. And he called him C for whatever reason. He always called him C. We, I, I don't know if it was because he saw him, you right. know, and he says, he's like, I see him type thing. But that was, mm -hmm. so that's interesting. You no, know, I mean, who knows? Who the hell knows what's going on? But uh, it's fun it's to talk about. It's too many things that have happened, even if it takes a long time between each event that oh, yeah. uh, yeah, to make you think of something and, and try to catch something. I mean, you, you, you don't really know much of the history of the house besides your family that's lived there. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't even know the name of the prior owners of the house. Right. So, I mean, I, that's stuff I can easily find. Oh, sure. Um, and, and how old is the house? I mean, not that that always matters. But. It doesn't matter. This house is fairly young. It's only like 40-some mm -hmm. years old, I think. Yeah. You know, it was built in the 80s. So Still plenty of time. Well, look at how long that land is there, has been right. there. Yeah, you know, absolutely, uh, man. You know, who knows what could have been there before or close by before. There could have been a cabin on the lake close by that goes back 200 mm -hmm. years. Well, there's, when you look in the backyard here, you know, man, there's, uh, I, I, I just have a feeling that there wasn't, like you said, like an older, older, not, I was going to say settlement, not a settlement, but definitely an older building that was here before this house was put up in, in your yard or in the woods in uh, kind of both because i mean mm. i know this doesn't mean anything but going back to the day back in the late 90s when my mother originally purchased this house right and you know and she moved on cheapers i don't know how long ago was this now 15 years ago and bridget and i own the house now mm -hmm. and um there was an old beaten down and again this doesn't mean anything but out in the woods in the far corner of the property there was an old uh outhouse that was back there that what do you mean that's nothing that you know what that tells you what the, <laughs> what does that tell me that there is an extremely old you know could have been turn of the century 1900s late 1800s yeah a dwelling or a house was there that had an outhouse but dwelling that's that's a perfect word yeah exactly you know 
you know what I'm going to do? Okay, is the outhouse is probably gone now, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's long <sighs> gone. Long gone. You know what we need to do? We need for me to bring a couple of metal detectors. Ooh, there you go. To your place and go around that area in your backyard. Because if it's partly on your yard, you know, who knows what your actual backyard was used for? It could have been like a front yard or it could have been who knows, mm-hmm. or if, you know, wherever, where the front door of this place was. Or Well, you can kind of get an idea of that by the uh, where the outhouse would have been. Maybe there is yeah. a house right where your house is now. Right, right. So, I mean, I've, I've all, this is something, Mike, this is my fault, my bad. I've always wanted to do uh, uh, some thorough research into the history of this property, and I've just never got around to it, you know? So. Well, I tell you, you know, I have a metal detector, and my sister-in-law, she will definitely borrow me. Well, they have like two or three of them, and they're very good ones, and uh, nice. we should just hit your yard and see what comes up. I mean, they could give us an idea. Yeah. Of a, of a time frame of like maybe we find a coin that's got some dates on it that go way back or who knows items that uh, were lost or buried somewhere yeah i'm down for that man i'm down uh, for that. we got to do that well there's another plan to notch up <laughs> yeah well and we can do some uh, spirit box stuff at the same time out there what, mike some evp stuff or whatever yep, you gotta make your you gotta make a trip here man you gotta do well, it that's easy enough i mean geez like ah. <laughs> yeah we gotta do that we could definitely find some stuff and get a little bit of an answer. Yeah. As well as any kind of research you can do. That, nope. I'm looking forward to that so, one again. All right. Awesome. Okay. Write it down. All right, Mike. Loch Ness Monster. The Legend of Loch Ness. Now, this is something that I have always been just utterly fascinated with since I was a little kid. You know, the same thing with Bigfoot. I, w- I would say it was Bigfoot and a close second followed by Loch Ness, you know. Yeah, since go, you're a wee lad. Since I was a wee little lad. And uh, even, well, it's, I mean, ghosts, I've always been interested in them. But as a, as a young young boy, Bigfoot was number one, Loch Ness probably right. number two. Because how could you not be fascinated with the idea of some long lost, supposedly ginormous sea beast right. living in a right. freshwater loch? Um, well, and it has the same feeling and allure as, uh, you know, Bigfoot in the big woods, you know, like you got yeah. some sea monster in the big, big lock. Yep. And of course, me being a, a dino, you know, a dinosaur nerd, you know, dinosaur. Exactly. Uh, I, I just yeah. love the idea that this could possibly be um, a surviving plesiosaur, you know, that was supposedly gone extinct 65 million years, years ago, but maybe a small family survived. I mean, who knows? There's yeah hundreds of theories but and I, it would have to be a family that could keep yeah reproducing to keep the uh right sightings going absolutely yeah and it, it's just something that i've always loved i've always i've been fascinated with as a kid i mean even though the surgeon's photo what's known as a surgeon's photo was oh de- i know was debunked you know it's proven to be a fake yeah um, from the 30s i was always fascinated with that as yeah. a, as a kid and and then i remember actually when did i i don't know when it was debunked but um but i remember the first time i heard that it was debunked the whole story about it, this wood cut out or whatever, and put on like a, like a, like a toy boat or a submarine or something. Yeah, it was like, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was, but, it was, it was disappointing, but I was like, yeah, it's one of those things of, well, it is too good to be true because it's exactly, you know, but the image endures though, man, you, all oh. you do just type in Loch Ness monster. I guarantee yep. that's the first thing that pops up. That's what you'll see. Um, so it has a legacy. It, it, it definitely has. It a definitely legacy. has its place in in Loch Ness lore. 
even though it was debunked. Oh, 100%. So. 100%. Uh, some other of the photos that I, you know, I'm having memories now. I'm being flooded with memories of looking through some of these books I would rent from the school library, you know, or check out from the school library as a kid. And some of those famous photos, man, from, from like the 1970s. I wrote it mm-hmm. down actually the exact year. I think it was 19, 1975. Yeah, 1975, Boston's Academy of Applied Science put together a, like a couple week long investigation of the lock, and, which included sonar and underwater photography. And some of the photos, well, one photo in particular is one that utterly fascinated me. It still the does. Flipper? The flipper, yes, oh absolutely. Oh, my God, I love that. I mean, yep. it was, you know, the, the picture itself is very grainy, but when it gets like, you know, they're running through the computer and it gets cleansed, I guess, however well, however way you want to describe it, it's like, that looks like a flipping flipper. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and if you look at uh, renditions of, like, in the dinosaur books of a plesiosaur, you know, with the skin on, you know, not just the bones that have been found, the fossilized bones, but you look at the flippers on them and it's every bit is what mm-hmm. is on that sonar. Yeah. It's, if it was a, if it was something other than that, and if, I mean, yeah. what, what a coincidence. I mean, yeah, that's oh, like absolutely. A, that's like almost an astronomical number as so. Yeah. But the only thing yeah. that I think about that too is that, um, is how great it looks, but is there any scale that they can get from just that that sonar? Great question. Um, yeah. Photograph or um, you know, because you know, what if it's like a what you know? Speaking of scale, what if it's an actual single scale off of like a, a um, uh, like a big carp or something? You know? Oh gosh, or I see a what sturgeon, you're saying. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I got gotcha. you. I mean, but no, it just looks so much. I mean, because you know, like some scales look like that on those type of things, but sure. but it's so flipper like. I I hate to let go of that as as the possibility. You know, that photo is one that sticks out to me. Another photo, you know, I'm just going back to the old classics. A lot of these old, you know, black and white ones, of course, because those are the ones that stick with me, just because I grew up with them. Basically, the one. Where it's like an aerial shot, or is, I, I'm not. Well, I don't think it's an aerial shot. Like with the castle in the background. The castle um, in the background, and you see that what looks like the just this whatever it is, a giant shape, mm-hmm. like moving towards yep. the castle. Yeah, you know, love that shot. You know, I I could be absolutely wrong on this. Listeners, correct me um, if I am. Is that a still from a video? Is there like a video clip, mm. like a camcorder clip of that? Or am I utterly off I base, know. off the wall here? I might be, but for some reason, I'm I'm picturing like this um, movement, you know, a black mm. and white film of this thing kind yeah. of. Yeah, well, and if it's not, there are there are definitely uh, there is definitely film footage of things oh, sure. like that. You know, um, we'll get to that as a possible uh, as a we'll get to what that could possibly be or what could uh, possibly be causing these. Uh, undulations in the in the water or the sightings that people think undulation i I like that word yeah (laughs) undulating Undulating. there's so much that goes through my mind picturing (laughs) when i hear that word undulation that's what mike does when he's in the bathtub he undulates (laughs) i like creating the waves and pretending (laughs) i'm i'm the loch ness monster (laughs) just call me nessie i'm undulating (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what and Mary just lets him be for a while. And, you know, she, mm-hmm. she closes the door and here's Mike yeah. splashing away in the water, you know, and making all these hyper Brings me squeals. a Diet Coke once in a while. 
Yeah. Oh, look, he's breaking wind, water, wind, <laughs> he's breaking water, <laughs> breaking wind in the water. That'd be great. Yeah. That's uh talk about an EVP uh, man alive. That'd be something to record. Another, another, uh, another flatulence of the, uh, of the paranormal type <laughs> I can put on the soundboard here, but uh, moving and then on. I put up little green army men along the bathtub uh, and uh, just pretend that they're hunting my law. <laughs> Oh, I just see. I can see Mike doing that. Oh yeah, and, and it would. Let's let's see. What else can I picture? Maybe Mary can bring you like a um, like a rubber animal balloon type thing, or an animal those animal balloon deals, whatever they sure, are. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, you you won't have to turn it into an animal. You just use the one. The I'm making a very adult like <laughs> gesture. Yeah, what do right you do now. with that pen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. We're, we're anyway. Yes. Enough levity for that section. Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous there, Mike. Thanks for that one. Your childish humor. All right, let's see here. Oh, moving on. Loch Ness. I'm sorry, I'm kind of distracted right now because Mike is frozen again, boys and girls. So I'm talking over him, and there he's back. Yeah, yep, you're back too. We both locked up. We did. We, we did lock up. But don't worry. I, I, I'm able to cover because I'm a professional. Yes, so, Zoom must be uh, busy this evening. It might be. I'm not sure. Uh, let's, I, I'm kind of going over my professional notes here, Mike. Here, right here. My professional notes are second to none. All right, let's just do this. Let's do it this way. I want to talk about the absolutely bizarre, perhaps the most bizarre theory for what's going on in the lock. I want to talk about that right off the bat. Yes, shoot it out. Th this is one I think we did talk about like five years ago as an alternate Real podcast episode. Um, Longtime listeners may remember, we're talking about the lock somehow being a time portal. We're talking about people's sightings of this mysterious beast. They're not necessarily seeing the same creature or same families of creatures. They're seeing something, some being that is slipping in and out of those darn time portals, Mike, from another dimension. Do you remember talking about mm -hmm. that? I do very well. Now, uh, well, first and foremost, do you buy into that at all as a possibility? Well, I, I believe in time portals anyway, so why why not? I mean, okay. it is a possibility. Do you, well, how much, how much so do you buy the concept of the Loch Ness Monster? All of its sightings being um, accounted for as simply, and well, not simply, but as magically, <laughs> as as mystifying as being examples of parallel universes, Mike, and and that could go along for anything. That could go along for ghost sightings. That could go along for yeah, well, absolutely for, for Bigfoot, aliens, of for course, Bigfoot, absolutely. Yes. And we've talked about this several times, but how about that? People aren't seeing an actual creature right there. They're, they're kind of basically walking into a, a time slip. Um, they see what they believe to be a solid object, but it's not actually existing in this realm at that moment. It's just something that's broke through that proverbial proverbial veil again. What do you buy about mm -hmm. that? What do you think about that? Well, if, if it's a time slip, like you, you had mentioned, would that be from our own universe our own planet from a previous millennia mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from us 
or is if it's a dimensional thing where that veil breaks down and it comes through you know that could be any number of other places on the other side where they came from um both i think are plausible could be could happen okay in in my in my what i my thinking or my beliefs um if it's a time portal type of situation and they come through as a living creature a living plesiosaur that they are reported to possibly be um why the question i have is why is it only the plesiosaur that we see come through when they're on the other side at that different time different dimension whatever different time great question there are so many other creatures from back at that time that why don't they slip through why isn't there other sea creatures that are possibly seen why isn't uh like a um uh but the bird the flying leathery <laughs> the pterodactyl? You know, pterodactyl pterodactyl why aren't they flying well actually there are places where pterodactyls have been seen but I not know. not in that portal or possible portal of loch ness but um that is a great yeah. that's a great point though mike i mean why would it always why are the descriptions usually very similar you know, there, yeah. it's never anything that's obviously like another, oh, we saw a triceratops the other day on the road, right. you know, right outside of the lock. Uh, we came across a, a brachiosaurus, you know, it was yeah. damn near 60 feet tall. Where the hell did that son of a bitch come well, from? And those those sightings are in like the Amazon where they could live and mm. not be seen, you know, except for if the time is right coming across them or whatever. But, you know, but this, this whole thing about the Loch Ness, I don't know. It's there's you know, a lot of questions. You know that point right there that you made makes me makes me personally not buy into this being an example of like a parallel universe situation yep. going on here. Just because, like you said, it's the same description usually of what people mm -hmm. see. You know, so it's like, man, we're talking an infinite number of universes. We're talking an infinite number of possibilities, but yet all people see are, are, is the same creature. Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't and when there's sense. so many that could be coming through, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we'll we'll throw the time the parallel universe uh, example out the window, but we're not saying that they don't exist. Obviously, right? Um, that stuff just starts blowing my mind. By the way, just thinking about well, right now there's a parallel universe where we have one million Patreon subscribers. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or there's a or there's a parallel universe where we haven't even started our first episode yet yeah exactly <laughs> I know. I, uh, this wacky weird stuff like that yes and yeah that, and that's the universe where patrick is usually sitting in an easy chair in a dirty t-shirt <laughs> why a dirty uh, t-shirt drink, drinking beer what and just kind of slobbering a little bit that's that dimension's uh patriot or pa uh, that sounds patrick. like that, that sounds like me right now doesn't it a little bit yeah no yeah no, no, no. yeah you got your kind of your hand tucked into your tidy whities that you're wearing and i do not wear tidy whities so <laughs> no matter what universe that is in i am not wearing print panties and definitely not <laughs> leopard print panties but uh hey you never know an infinite number of chances who knows what i'm wearing so yeah <laughs> um quickly yeah guys uh when we're done recording this episode here we're going to record a uh, patreon episode number 51 for the paranomaly zone talk about seeming like it's been forever uh, it has been a while since we've done uh, episode 50, so we need to get that done. We're going to be diving into something we have never, ever talked about. We're talking about the Jersey Devil, the legend of the Jersey Devil. That's going to be pretty interesting. 
we've we've never talked about that ever. Definitely not as a as a topic for sure. Haven't we? Oh no, nope. we have talked about it as a cryptid. Well, we've mentioned it maybe briefly, mentioned it, yes, you know, but we've never done a. Ah, there it is again. Deep dive into the yeah. <laughs> the, the legend. But uh, yeah. we're going to have fun talking about uh, yes, we will. the story of the Jersey Devil, the legend of the Jersey Devil, and throw out some of our ideas of what this possibly could be. You know, what are some potential explanations for what Not an idea, but I'm going to save it for the... Uh, oh, yeah, of course. The Petron. But we got lots of great stuff um, coming on the uh, Paranomaly Zone Patreon page. We do have patrons, uh, believe it or not. So <laughs> Yes, we do. And we get nothing but positive feedback from them. We appreciate all you guys uh, so much. Hey, hey, shout out to Gene, by the way. You know who you are, Gene, for signing up as a Patreon to the Paranomaly Zone. We can't, we can't thank you enough. We hope you enjoy the content and you stick around for a while because uh, we're just getting started on that. Anyways, Loch Ness. Let's talk about some of the supposed explanations of this, Mike. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, first and foremost, this stuff has been going on for how long? How long? I got to oh, look, look at my notes. I got to look at my notes. I have written down here 1,500 years ago. That's 1,500 right. for, for those out there who don't understand. A plethora <laughs> of centuries. Um, it goes back to the story of an Irish missionary named St. Columbia, who supposedly, <laughs> during his journey across... Came from what, down south somewhere. What are you laughing at? Um <laughs> he supposedly encountered a beast alongside the river nest in 565 A.D. Uh, he was traveling there on account of hearing stories of this beast allegedly killing uh, people in and about the lock. And yeah. he, when encountering this large beast, um, he um, huffed and puffed and <laughs> and uh, threw some some godly phrases towards the beast for never to be seen again. Um, handfuls of sand hands a lot of sand <laughs> definitely a lot of sand yeah, um, but see that was all before the treaty of 1612 well, between the loch ness and uh the the beings of the human beings of the yeah there are sketches area. there are sketches of that uh, agreement um <laughs> nessie looks very um scholarly yes he's sit, he's sitting down at a desk he has a looks much younger a lot younger a lot younger yes. um not not quite as rotund he's a lot thinner um, he has these giant bispeckles on. I mean, he looks, yes. he looks intellectual. Holding, it's good. Holding a tiny pen in his uh, <laughs> flipper. Well, that's he had to have someone sign for him because he oh, he doesn't didn't have, make his mark. No, no, he doesn't have any. As people say, disposable thumbs. <laughs> disposable. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he couldn't hold on to that darn pen. No, no, no. There's no no such thing as a treaty. It's anyway, signed by Nessie. <clears throat> But the more the modern day sightings really started to take off in the night in um uh, starting in the nineteen thirties, and particularly of an account dating back to nineteen thirty three. Yes, I'm reading from my professional notes here. May second, nineteen thirty three. Morocco, part of Sahara Desert. Oh, hey, you're reading my my back. Read my, back <laughs> your page. You got it up to the. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Um, I'm telling you, they're my my thorough professional notes. <clears throat> Any whoozle. This day, uh, 1933, an article in the um, that was shared by newspaper correspondent Alec Campbell. He reported a sighting from one Aldi McKay or Mackey, however you want to pronounce uh, pronounce it, where Al, uh, Aldi said she saw a large whale-like creature that was churning and cascading 
in the lock. Not un, not undulating, Mike, I'm sorry to say, but churning. Ungulate. And Ungulate. cascading. 1933, and um, Mr. Campbell, when bringing it to his boss, his editor, the editor says, oh, really, that's really interesting. Let's add the word monster to this report. Such the word, lock, or the phrase Loch Ness Monster began, and the uh, tidal wave of, I guess, hype, and the story just grew and grew and grew from there. And we're talking about thousands of sightings. I think it's maybe not thousands. I believe there have been at least 1,000 documented sightings of this creature. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that's, that's, not, that's nothing to sneeze at. No, absolutely not. Are they all just making up stuff? I guarantee you not one of those person has earned a, a, a dime from saying they saw a creature. Do you think they anyone could have has? Gotten, well, no, and they could not. They maybe not have even been in it for money. There's just but, been just a I'm slight saying. jolly that they got, and they're good. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, people just like, like fibbing as well for whatever reason. You know, that's just yeah. what they do. Got a tingle up their spine, and they're they're happy. Yeah, they're. they're they, I don't even know how to say that. I, I respond to the word tingle. That, that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going all sorts of ways for this episode here. Mm. Uh, a couple facts about the lock itself here before we move on. It is the Great Britain's largest volume of fresh water, two or twenty three miles long, and at its deepest point, eight hundred feet deep, with an mm. a- average depth. Depth of 455 feet. Try and reach the bottom of that hole in your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck on that one, man. Good luck. Yeah. Now, going back to some of these explanations. First and foremost, it's simply a big old giant eel, Mike. What do you think about it being a big old giant eel? Well, you know, you hear of giant eels, you know, but <laughs> you know, but could it be? I don't I don't think so because there's well, you know, some of the photographs and some of the footage that they have do show like the the humps coming out of the water now could that be the ungulation of an eel coming on top of the water mm-hmm. um or could it be humps on the back of something um can't really identify it that way but could it be the hump, um, hump? i don't know who the there have is. been reports of heads coming up out of the water not i don't think so much photographs but um anywhere from like what looked like a horse's head to uh the head of a, you know, something that is a definable shape of a creature's head. And that's a very common description is that looks like a massive horse head. Exactly. And that is not what an eel head would look like. <laughs> I don't know. I just like how you say eel for some reason. Eel. Eel. <laughs> that's it made me laugh when he said eels. I got to tell you, when eels are prepared the right way, they're quite tasty. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> good lord, that made me want to vomit a little bit there. So, oh, don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. He says, <laughs> "Okay, well, I'm not going to try eel anytime soon." So, well, I will the next time I get a chance. I will have some. So what? <laughs> okay, just to spite me? Is that what you're going to do? No, I just because I like it. Oh, I can see. You I just, like it at all. I can see you filming yourself. Here I am, Patrick, eating this. There tasty you go. I will do that. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe maybe I'm laughing because that's that's part of the a Monty Python sketch where it's a it's a man who is um, trying to speak English and he's using a, a book of translation. And he keeps using the wrong phrases. <laughs> yeah. And one of them he's he's like that's John Cleese. He's reading from it and he goes mm-hmm. like adios. He goes adios right here. 
my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he's, he's like at a smoke shop and he's trying to buy some cigarettes. <laughs> you know? yeah. My hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, okay. Any whoozle. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the eel explanation. Um, for some sightings, yeah, of course. Um, sure. Mis- 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 misinterpretation of mm-hmm. what you're seeing. And your mind will see something in, and it will, uh, um, it will be reacting to something that it's totally different than that's not there. Mm-hmm. It's how your mind perceives it as well. Oh, 100%. I remember, I don't know if this is, help me out again if I'm wrong, listeners, but I remember, now am am I remembering something that's real or am I remembering a false memory? Because that's very possible. I swear I read or heard, again, years ago, people claiming that some of these sightings were actually swimming elephants. I am not joking. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Scotland's full of them. You know, and the, they're saying, you know, they're swimming with its trunk out of the water and therefore, you know, and the, the top of its head is a hump. You know, there you go. You know, the famous... Belfast, Ireland. There has been an escape of many elephants from the Belfast Zoo. I'm telling they you, have been man. heading toward Loch Ness. Be on the lookout for <laughs> elephant tusks and 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 whatever. Just stop! I'm stop! Yep. I gotta, I'm, I'm quitting there. <laughs> you got you got to know when to quit. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you said, Mike. I think you hinted at it. You know, Scotland is famous for its uh, herds of elephants. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Now oh, I lost my train or, or my my path of notes here. Oh, another one is an archaeoct. Oh wait, blah, 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 sorry, archaeoctai. <laughs> I butchered it again. Arc. Arc. Sight. There we go. Archaeoxite. Oh. You want to know what the hell that is? This is something that actually existed, Mike. It's a primitive whale that went, exi- that went extinct 18 million years ago. It was a primitive whale that had a long serpentine, serpentine uh, neck. Because whales, you know, whales have oh sure have evolved a hell of a lot. I mean, they used to be land animals for crazy <sighs> land land mammals, and they used to have, talk about undulating. They undulated quite a bit back in the day. But, well, um, if there are people that uh, explain it as that, why the hell couldn't there be a plesiosaur there? <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> you know, it's like both. Well, both yeah. would be a real awesome story. It's like no, <laughs> I draw the line at plesiosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. way in the hell is that a plesiosaur. Mm. It's an 18 million year old serpentine thought to be extinct yes, whale. That is more attainable as truth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Idiots. Yeah. And Bigfoot is responsible for all the UFO. Bigfoot pilots all the UFOs too, by the yeah, way, Mike. Yeah. So in case you didn't know that. Um, isn't there a sighting of Bigfoot riding along the humps of a Loch Ness monster or something? Yeah, hair flying everywhere. Uh, wet, stinky Bigfoot. Yep. Um, now another, you hear a, you, you hear a, a, a loud Yahoo <laughs> once in a while, <laughs> big smile on Bigfoot's face. Uh, why not? <laughs> anyway, why not? go ahead. That sounds like fun, man. <laughs> uh, another one here, and I did read this. This is no joke. One explanation, Mike, mm-hmm. for all the sightings of Nessie. It's quite simply a huge frog. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Why not? I'm not joking. Why not? A <clears throat> massive, massive frog. Yeah, um, and they live off of the 8,000-pound flies that are flying around there. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what type of, what, what size of lily pads does this beast need? Oh, jeez. Goodness gracious, Great Paul's fire here. Um, another explanation? Well, we've heard several. We've heard, um, I'm, uh, help me out here, Mike, off the top of my head. Have we not heard sturgeon as a possible oh, yeah. explanation? Sturgeons um, are kind of an explanation for a lot of things. Um, somehow, am, am I wrong on this one? Somehow, like a, uh, like a, it, these are extinct because man hunted them to extinction, like this, a stellar sea cow type thing, right. um, like the giant manatee looking monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, which, by the way, has that fairly recent photo that was taken, I believe, in 2018, maybe 2017. I know you've seen it. Um, that's a pretty darn clear picture. It looks like a, it looks like a large, and don't laugh, a large fleshy bulbish, bulbous <laughs> um, body of some sort that is clearly rising out of the water. You can see it's kind of like the, the pinkish and dark speckled flesh, you know, and it's, no, it's not you or anything like that on there. I was going to say, you know, <laughs> there has been some times where I've gone on vacation and swam nude in the Loch Ness. <laughs> okay, okay. large bulbous fleshy there you go yeah <laughs> undulating up and down oh look water. it's got a bit of, it's got a wee bit of a tentacle on it <laughs> oh that's not like Loch Ness Nessie <laughs> Nessie's not known to have tentacles oh, no tentacles just flip, flippers <laughs> flippers one yeah I don't think you even I don't think you have anything that would qualify as a oh. tail either so uh yeah, nothing. It's got a long, squiggly nose. <laughs> didn't realize that the oh. didn't realize that the, that Nessie wore a scully all the time in the water. Uh. Sorry, he's got a scully made of denim on his head. <laughs> Why is he wearing a shirt? Why is he wearing a shirt that says "I am not the Loch Ness monster"? I just don't. Get it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, where's that? Oh, where's my? I wear my uh, gone squatching t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> uh, so no, uh, that I don't think that photo has been debunked or proven either way. But the only problem yeah. with that photo, and I, I, I can tell that you're not really remembering right now, which I don't blame. I'm not. I don't blame you. Um, I'll send it to you when we're done recording. Remind me to do that. The only thing that holds, well, frankly, everybody back from saying, yeah, that's that's really interesting, because you can't get a proper scale of where the photo was taken. Right. It's obviously up. It's on the land of the lock. You know, it's elevated above the water, but you can't tell how far above mm -hmm. the water. So you don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, something like that. You know, like the way it was described. I mean, could have there been uh, a time where, um, like, some pilot whales or some beluga whales have yeah. gotten into the lock and sure. and just for a short amount of time and yep. and exited again. I, I don't know. Who the hell is to say that is that is a possibility, man? Oh, uh, another explanation. You know, this is more of a, along the lines of science. You know, those darn scientists. You got to have it. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm not going to bother trying. I'll spell it. Um, it's S-I-E-C-H-E-S. Psyches, -E mm. psyches, I'm not sure. But these are simply oscillations on the surface of the water caused by an inflow of cold river water to the warmer lock water. And so that causes uh -huh. all of these weird, you know, 
shapes kind of appearing on the mm -hmm. surface, you know. That, it's more like current type. Current, yeah. And they, you know, they look darker. The water looks of a different tone, I guess, um, from the, uh, the, the, the surface of the water. So it looks like something maybe coming up out of the water. Sure. Um, who knows? And, that, and that's, a, that's a, a phenomenon of nature that happens so many places, Mike, in so many bodies of water. I just saw something the other day that was a very recent um, video clip posted on social media from Lake uh, Champlain, you know, supposedly a video mm -hmm. capture of Champ. Champ. And it looks, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can see. That looks like from a distance, it looks like a freaking, some sort of beast you know, has got his head out of water and swimming away from the distance. And you can tell it's legit because it's a parent who's filming something that his or her two little kids spotted and they're down by the shore and they're all excited they're pointing towards what is that what is that and you can tell that there's something out there but what is it who knows i mean is it a creature what? or is it simply a one of these whatever the hell it is oh yeah the well and then you know what if like a, a large uh tree stump or a log is floating and gets caught up in that yeah which kind of adds like some kind of a solid form to it that might be seen in that current because mm -hmm. i know that there have been um that's one of the um, famous photos of Champ that was right. uh, like with the head and neck sticking out of water. It's actually mm -hmm. just more than likely, like you said, like a log with a branch. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak over you there. I apologize. No. I'm looking at my professional notes here again. Uh, moving on, Mike. I want to get to the recent study that was uh, released. Yes, the very new, interesting. Uh, the news of a recent study. Conducted from by researchers from the University of Bath and University of Portsmouth, Portsmouth in uh, the United Kingdom. Long story short, this uh, this research, this this uh, week long study, well, several weeks long study, resulted in the discovery of several fossils. This is where what you said earlier, Mike. You're reading my notes. Several fossils were discovered of small plesiosaurs. Mm -hmm. And what used to be an ancient riverbed located in what is now Morocco's part of the Sahara Desert. Right. Now you're thinking, what, Sahara Desert? Plesiosaurs? Well, 100 no, million years then. ago, 100 million <laughs> years ago, this was covered in fresh water. Mm -hmm. And the, the study team, the study group said they uh, discovered over a dozen different specimens. And one baby. And one baby, yes. Um, the largest was nine foot long adult and the baby a bone that they discovered from a baby was the body they estimated to be about five feet long and long story short um <coughs> the head research member says you know what why we even though we've always labeled plesiosaurs as a marine reptile who's to say that they couldn't or didn't exist in freshwater in freshwater right. i mean i don't know i'm holding my hands up and like I, 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 mm -hmm. what say you on that one well, they're uh, highly could highly adaptable if they needed to be, and they could yeah. exist in uh, either one. Oh gosh, one hundred percent. Why wouldn't they? Oh, Mike's coughing. Sorry, <laughs> that's why his response was very yeah, short. <laughs> I've been kind of battling a cold for the last few days too. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but anyway, it's getting better. But anyway, um, and and this uh, area in Morocco, I mean, it kind of proves if they know for a fact that that was fresh water. You know, that proves that it's possible that it can be in uh, Loch Ness. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the point of that whole research is that uh, you, you read all the headlines and all the headlines about this say 
the plausibility of Loch Ness mm-hmm. or the Loch Ness monster is now quote unquote plausible. And basically, ninety percent of the article is still kind of debunking it or, or debunking the possibility of this large, you know, thought to be extinct creature is still living and residing, or family of creatures is still living and residing in this lock in and about the lock. But they're not one hundred percent dismissing it, and that's what I'm clinging on right there. Right. So, exactly. And that's that means a lot to me when when they find at least they're admitting that they can't dismiss it. Right. Exactly. That is a step in the right direction. Which remind me, I wanted to read something real quick. Uh, one, I got to pull it up on, on my phone here. Because I just love how it was written. I want to see if I can light a fire under Mike's ass here for a second. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. The scientific community explains... A, the sci- Okay, let me rephrase that. Or uh, reemphasize the, the words. The scientific community, Mike, explains alleged sightings of the Loch Ness Monster as hoaxes, wishful thinking, and or the misidentification of mundane objects. Followed by the pseudoscience and subculture of cryptozoology has placed emphasis on this creature. So I just, I wanted to point out the pseudoscience and the yeah. subculture of cryptozoology. I mean, why is it such, why are people so damned if they're open to this? Why, yeah. even people in the science, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, Mike, uh, how much crap has he gone through by his, right, by exactly. his peers, by his colleagues? And he's like, why aren't you interested in this? You know, what right. is wrong with searching into this? We're all on the same team of science here. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get the, are, I, is it fear? What is it? Well, Mike's really I, I was going to say that, uh, yeah, I think there, there is fear in some of these people as part of it. Um, there's a, uh, how they were um, taught that they cannot deviate from that that everything that's needed to be learned about something or a specific thing is done. There's you know, science says that it has to be this way, and they aren't going to think any different. Yeah, and it closes their mind to the possibility of of a of a huge scientific find that could be the biggest thing of the last five centuries. Mm-hmm. But they. Just they they can't accept it because science says. Yeah, and and, you know, and it's 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 like, well, science, as far up to what the scientists know already, you yes. know, and so and scientists can't be wrong. Science can't be wrong. But it's and so I take that back to my how I how I've always phrased it. It's like, well, if we know everything already, then why why are we bothering? Why, right, you know, exactly. why are scientists still out there? They're uh, there to uh, just keep that agenda going. Apparently. I just you know, I, and I don't get it, and it's so frustrating. It's I, <laughs> I feel for, if you haven't listened right now, Jeff Meldrum talks about it quite in depth on our chat with him. And, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's unfortunate, and I'm sure he gets a bad rap with a lot of his fellow colleagues and scientists, you know, but he's, I think he's, 
doing wonderful work by Oh, absolutely. Space. It's important work. I mean, very important. You know, and there, I think there is an agenda. Now, this isn't me being some conspiracy thing because I'm not 100% sure of this, but, you know, the possibility of some kind of an agenda where uh, our history is laid out by science or who knows whatever else there might be out there. I'm not saying some secret government or the Illuminati. I'm not saying any names or anything like that. But, you know, what if there's a reason that whoever needs to keep it on the same track as it's always been because there are too many things that are real, that are fact, that are known, but it has to be kept under wraps. It has to be kept mm. into that that category of, of, oh, this is just, you know, legend or whatever. When things have been found, things have been found that, that would say different. That forbidden archaeology thing, yeah. you know, like, like the hammer that's uh, found in a chunk of coal or whatever that's millions of years old or a chunk of rock or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's... It doesn't make sense as to why it's there. You yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. fit. It's, it's, I, I see what you're saying. You know, so many of those things have been found where just the age of the item doesn't match its surroundings. You know? Right. And then you show that and then science says, well, the uh, carbon dating or the, uh, the dating of that, uh, it cannot be done and it was done wrong or whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's something going on to where there's so much that we should know that has gone on in our own country, in our own backyards that, that we do, that are just not meant to be mm -hmm. shared because of some reason or they need to be shared, but for some reason they aren't. There could be scientific proof right now that the Loch Ness monster is real. The Bigfoot is real, mm. but no, can't let that out. That is, it's like UFOs and aliens. Oh, if we let that out, then there's going to be a mass uh, panic or something. Uh, yeah. Mass panic and religion will, will no longer be able to exist. You know, oh, it'll shake everybody's belief in oh, whatever. Drat, you know, <laughs> oh, oh you know? drat a little bit on that one. I mean, if I'm not ripping on anybody who finds strength in, in their religion. I, oh, I, absolutely I, not. I, I, no, I, no, I applaud no. you. I really do and stuff. But let's yes. let's face it. I respect being, the faith all, of anybody. Absolutely. But let's face it. I mean, I, that's, that's, that's essentially been the root of all wars, has it not? Yeah. So, but Look I, at the, the, the very first Planet of the Apes movie. Dr. Zayas, look at what he did to, uh, and, and his ilk, <laughs> what they did to hide that uh, mankind was dominant over apes to begin with. Well, you know what? Hid, hid that away in a cave. I like how you said the word ilk as well. So it was very yeah, similar yeah. to how you said eels. So <laughs> yes, his ilk, his the ilk. eels and ilk of it all. Uh I think another thing that John Cleese says to him, he goes, if I said you had a beautiful butty, would you hold it against me? <laughs> Again, trying to buy cigarettes. Um, sorry, sorry. I lost, lost my train of thought here. Uh, I'm looking through this article. I, we're running out of time here, so I want to try and hit a few things. Um, the, According to Ronald Binns, who was a former member of the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigative Bureau, Investigation Bureau, he says there's probably no single explanation of the monster. Bins wrote two skeptical books in 19... And he's, well, of course it wrote... They spelled it like septical with a C. Ugh. 
skeptical. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, 1983 book, The Loch Ness Mystery Solved. And 2017, The Loch Ness Mystery Reloaded. In these books, uh, Bins, Ronald Bins contends that an aspect of human psychology is the ability of the eye to see what it wants and expects to see. They may be categorized, categorized as misidentifications of known animals, misidentifications of inanimate objects, we've kind of talked about that, or effects, reinterpretations of Scottish folklore, hoaxes, exotic species of large animals. A reviewer wrote that Binns had, quote, evolved into the author of the definitive skeptical book on the subject. Now, Binns himself does not call the sightings a hoax, but rather a myth in the true sense of the term and states that the monster is, quote-unquote, a sociological phenomenon. After his 1983 research, he comes to the possibility that there just might be... Wait, wait, well, I got to reread that. After, the 19, after his 1983 research, possibility that there just might be continues to enthrall a small number of whom eyewitness evidence outweighs all other considerations. So he's basically saying that... Um, we're we're continuing we're perpetuating this myth because we want it to be real. I I can't stand the simple notion of those type of skeptical takes on it. I yeah, I, right. I I hate it. That's one of my pet peeves. I was like, well, we're simply seeing what we want to see. Well, I I for one want to see a ghost. I haven't seen a goddamn ghost. I sorry, I don't right. need to drop the GD thing there. I can't stand that. It's like, nope. All of these we're just perpetuating it. This is all man made. Um, this is just what we want. Therefore, it'll never go away. Again, these people, these thousands of eyewitnesses, what have they gained mm -hmm. from it? Um, probably nothing but ridicule and exactly right and admonishment. And just it bugs me, Mike. I I don't want to go on and on and on, but I needed to read yeah. that because it gets under my skin. Man. Well, after this episode, now what we've talked about, I have actually come to the conclusion that no what the Loch Ness Monster actually is. Ooh, where's... I don't have my drum roll sound bite up. Um, okay, Mike, hold on. <laughs> well, the answer isn't worth all that. <laughs> okay, what, what is Yes. It is a Lincoln-covered iceberg, which makes as much sense as all the other pseudo-scientific explanations. Okay, so so it, it's because uh, there's plenty of lichens in, uh, <laughs> in 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 Scotland, and that's very well known for. Well, how so? Is is this like a very tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny little iceberg? It doesn't um, matter. Uh, a, a portion <laughs> is it? Is it a growler? That's what those are referred it's to. It's a as, growler, as uh, you know, chunks of ice that are floating on the surface. Um, yeah, and then they 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 tip over because you know it's. They get too saturated. It gets too saturated <laughs> with the water, and then yes. flips over. Into, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I get you, and that explains the undulations <sighs> and the the humps. And yes, okay, okay, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that as another <laughs> no, one of the many possibilities. One of the many Bullshit. possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's wrap this up. That's my last word. That's my last word. Well, I was it. well, I was going to ask you again, though, man. What are your final thoughts on the on the, the legend of the Loch Ness Loch Ness monster and where would you rate it as a as a viable scale of one to ten? The viable plausibility, the possibility of it being what you and I 
have thought it to be for i believe in it because i want to believe in it as simple as that is well there you go now you're you're helping that skeptic yeah, there you're helping ronald bin but you're making that, his point that's because i have my point that is just as worthy as his but with all the uh the the sightings and whatever you want to think of that you've read about or you, know, you put a lot of things together that you've heard over the many years and what you've read and, and everything and the weighing the differences between yay or nay or whatever i mean i can come up with a i'm gonna say an eight percent uh possibility that is that's a you know one out of ten okay 80 like percent and let me say 80 <laughs> percent. okay your math is way off there you said one out of ten then you said 80 percent. well that's when it like you know you'd usually be thinking do you 100 percent believe it then i'll say 80 i'll change it to that okay so you're saying it would be an eight out of ten as far as possibility sure being, okay gotcha 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 i understand yeah mate you've been confused macy there she started whining yeah, she's she's getting irritated <laughs> i know she's like dad you're not making sense right now mm-hmm um, well, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I've always been fascinated by Loch Ness. I absolutely believe in the possibility of this being a relic from the uh, the the age of the dinosaurs, man. And this is not a dinosaur; it's a marine reptile. But who's to say? Mike, perfect example: the coelacanth. Everyone thought the exactly. coelacanth was extinct, billion, yeah. not billion, millions of millions of years ago. And hey, guess what? I think like at least two dozen of the, at least two dozen living specimens have been discovered since the nineteen seventies. And who knows how many else are down there? Right, there's been. Oh, Macy, Jeepers Creepers! <laughs> I know. What were you going to say? Sorry there's been that. there's been too many uh, supposed proven to be d extinct creatures that have been found alive. Yeah. Why can't Nessie be as well? I agree, man. One hundred percent. You know, and who's to say it just can't? You know, come in and out of the lock. You know, every now and then, mm -hmm. kind of, maybe it's maybe it's a refuge. Maybe it comes into you know hide who, who knows yeah. what's going on there maybe um, maybe there is there is an ocean uh opening from loch ness isn't there yeah oh okay, absolutely. yes it's 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 fed through that so and why can't it be um something that comes in at a certain time after i, I mean you know timed out over a period of years or every other year every year it comes into the lock for for breeding purposes absolutely that's you a great know, possibility. And, and then it goes back out to ocean to you know have its offspring so that's why it's not there all the time or seen all the time i'm just reading this real quick here i want to make sure oh mikey froze up briefly but that's fine uh just so we know loch ness is connected to the sea via the river ness as we mentioned earlier yes. the only outlet and the caledonian canal so there you go yes yeah. did you hear what i said before we locked up about um, I'll repeat it. Them Read, may, repeat yourself. Maybe coming into the lock from the ocean for breeding purposes. Yeah, yes, we did get that. Yep, I did. Yeah, okay, yeah, and then and then they they breed in that in the lock that they could have been doing for millions of years, going back out into the ocean to have their offspring. Mm -hmm. That offspring comes back to breed. You know, it's like uh, like salmon or something in their own way. I totally buy into that possibility. Um, one thing that I need uh, that we, we should make clear here before we wrap it up. There's a lot of people who are against this latest study, you know, the skeptics, you know, talking about the the baby plesiosaurus, you know, the bones found in the in the Sahara Desert, you know, and saying that this makes it plausible possible that this creature could live in fresh water, therefore living in the lock. They say, well, the lock was created and created by 
the Ice Age, essentially, dug out by glaciers and was utterly frozen over well before any... It doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. It was... I think it's... I actually wrote that one down, too. I want to make sure to get that get that one right. I know it was it had to have occurred within the last 10,000 years, and it just doesn't line up. Well, I'm not finding my notes. But just you guys, if you want to find out the facts, if you want to get angry at the skeptics. <laughs> Another funny thing that I found, Mike, was, um, well, I didn't find it, but I, I reminded myself that is in, in 2016, you remember this story when a prop from a 1969 Sherlock Holmes film, The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, starring Robert Stevens and Christopher Lee, mm. was found at the bottom of Loch Ness. It was a prop of the Loch Ness Monster. Really? <laughs> found uh, found at the bottom of the loch, discovered in 2016. Yeah, because it was it sank during the filming of the movie, and so it was just recently discovered. Oh, and, boy. All right, buddy. Crazy. Well, thank you very much. We need to do that yeah. Patreon. So, uh, Mike, um, let's take a break. We're going to take a long time traveling excursion. We'll come back and we're going to be on fire for the new for the New Jersey Devils, the Jersey <laughs> Devil <laughs> Patreon episode. Um, but win, this, win, win. This has been great, Mike. Um, <laughs> this went by fast like it usually does. I uh, can't thank you enough. Again, guys, uh, we'd love to see you check out our Patreon page. We'd love to see you check out our new Patreon-exclusive podcast, Retro and Randoms. We know you guys will love it. It's a different side of us. We're letting loose. We're having fun. We're talking about all things pop culture. Movies, music, TV, all that good stuff. Um, I released one episode the other day. We published it, and that's just one little example. Yeah, let us know what kind of pop culture you would like us to dive into. 100%. Mike, until next time, what do our paranormal pals need to do? Peace out, baby. Mm-hmm.